Hello and welcome to the Mountain Conversations podcast, the show that celebrates the beautiful planet we call home. Each episode, alongside an expert who is passionate about their subject, we will take you on a journey to get you excited about the topic. This is a show about hope and positivity, and it's my hope that by learning something new each episode about the work of amazing people who dedicate their lives to making a difference, you will be inspired to take action and get involved in the efforts to preserve our beautiful home, planet Earth. I'm Charlie, and this is Mountain Conversations. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2023. I am so excited to be back for another year of great guests and inspirational conversation. You might have noticed that the podcast subject is evolving and it will undergo a bit of a makeover soon, so stay tuned. But for now, let me introduce the first guest of the year. Fran Pearson is the brilliant person behind Kit Squad and Kit Squad are an organisation whose goal it is to remove financial barriers to the outdoors and help people find adventure. I discovered Kit Squad on Instagram and was totally inspired by their story and I wanted to bring them to you, the listener. So let's meet Fran. Hi Fran, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, it's really great to be here. Yes, I'm excited. I've uh, I've been following you on Instagram for a little while so I'm excited to hear about what you do. So can you introduce what we're going to be talking about today? I can. Our discussion today is going to be surrounding Kit Squad. So Kit Squad is a charitable charitable scheme that I set up uh, a couple of years ago to support low-income individuals. And that sounds so intriguing already, I'm sure, to the listeners. So can you, let's backtrack slightly and just tell me a little bit about your your journey, I guess, to this. Before you talk too much about Kit Squad, your journey in sort of being in the outdoors and nature and, um, and you know, using this kit, what, what's your journey to, to getting there? Right. Well, I I live in the beautiful county, rural county of Shropshire, uh, uh, and I embrace being outdoors. Um, it for me, it's a it's a bit of a game changer because my home situation was quite challenging a number of years ago, about seven years ago now, where I had to give up work to become a full time carer for a family member. So we went from um, I went I'm a single mum, two children. So we went from a household of having a full-time salary come in to a household where we were completely reliant on benefits and I was no longer working. So the impact that had on my physical and mental health was quite profound. Um, and really my saving grace was getting the dogs, putting my boots on and getting out amongst the hills. Um, and for me, that puts things in perspective um, and gives me um, the resilience that I needed to cope with other aspects of my life at that time. Um, so as a family, we, we have always done a lot of wild camping, hiking, wild swimming, uh, mainly because we are low income and it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so when my son brought home his, uh, kit list from Scouts for a hike and a camp, it wasn't really an issue for us because this is what we did as a family. I had all the gear already. And so, um so supplying the gear wasn't really an issue but it did just make me think are there kids out there who are missing out on these opportunities simply because the parents can't afford it um and it really was that moment that the seed for kit squad was planted 
So I suppose that's the perfect moment to describe and tell us what exactly kit squat it squat is squad god kit squad is then like what's what's the what's the 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 idea behind it and what do you do okay so the concept of it um is it's actually it's quite simple to be honest it's i am i am merely a middle middle platform between the amazing members of our outdoor community donating their no longer needed outdoor equipment and passing it on to, it comes to me, I check it, clean it, reproof it if it needs it, and then it's passed on to people who are low income to get them outdoors wearing and or using the correct and comfortable gear. And so I'm just the middleman, essentially, um, without the uh, incredible generosity of the members of our outdoor community, the, the concept of Kids Kid Squad wouldn't work. Um so you know the concept's very simple i literally get this stuff in turn it around and get it sent back out to low-income people uh and of course the second beneficiary um for for from kid squad is the environment mm-hmm. because um i promote um renewing recycling and reusing outdoor equipment um there, there's enough clothing out there to sustain the entire planet for the next six generations at the moment we don't need to keep buying you there's mm-hmm. plenty of stuff out there that can be recycled and reused if it's sent to the right person for that for that to happen and that that's essentially what we do well I think that's absolutely amazing a lot of what you've said already I kind of really sort of really resonates with me I'm a single parent you know of two children um mm-hmm. so you know sim- similar situation there and and I have found a hell of a lot of barriers to accessing the outdoor world and one of them is the cost of kit I mean it's all very well and good you can go out there in you know just basic trackies and a hoodie if you want but when you think about it the kit that we use when we so you know so my me and my kids we do quite a lot of mountain hiking and stuff so when we go out our kit is our sort of our PPE and it's you need that good stuff to be able to to protect you and to make sure you have the best time when you're out there so completely full respect for you for what you've done because I think it's amazing that you've 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 sort of noticed this situation and and taken action so how's it been um how's the response been in the community so from the outdoor community and from the people who are sort of benefiting from this well it's um it's it's absolutely um taken off if I'm honest um it's every month uh month on week month on month we're growing and this is in terms of donations coming in and requests coming in as well. Um, it's it's just absolutely huge, and there's so much um, praise that comes my way, which which to be honest, I don't really feel is warranted because all the praise really needs to go to the people that support this scheme. Um, so I kind of deflect it. I'm not very good at taking praise, if I'm honest. Um, so I def- deflect it away, and it, it really it's literally that the outdoor community are holding this scheme up um, and they do so with huge enthusiasm. Um, And the concept, um, I find that people who are just willing to give away their people, uh, their their gear to people who are low income, I've never had experienced any any questions why we're doing that. Um, You know, surely they, they need to be paying for it. Nobody's ever questioned that. And so the generosity of our outdoor community is astounding mm-hmm. um and yeah and I, I really 
pleased to to see that level of support and that support keep continue is continuing to grow um and it's, the donations we're getting in is is huge and all of the donations have a value everything that we've got in i've actually been able to use none of it has ended up in landfill at all mm-hmm. um so you know it's just great it just supports the environment um it keeps the gear being used for what it was designed for um and it gets people who would otherwise find it challenging to get outdoors it just gets them outdoors wearing what what they need to be wearing to be safe so it's brilliant absolutely no I saw I'm just thinking because I've got a box of things from of the kids you know like um ski zippy up ski suits and and uh hiking boots and stuff that are just sitting in the garage that are too small because you know kids grow like you know yeah yeah, yeah. Put a day it feels doesn't it and yeah. normally <clears throat> I'd probably it would probably sit there for a year or more and then I'd probably give it to charity eventually and then that might not necessarily go to the people who are passionate about the outdoors and want to get out there yeah yeah. It might sit in a charity shop for a year and not be used, whereas what you're doing is is sort of redirecting it di- straight to the people who yeah. are looking for it. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely spot on with that, and that's something I'd written down for us to discuss today. Um, and the example um, that I had recently, I went and met a friend for coffee in one of my local towns, and we just had a, a nosy down the high street, and we went into a charity shop, and it was uh, one of these charities, a fantastic charity, um, but probably most high streets has one of their charity shops. So a really popular, well-known mm-hmm. charity. Um, and they had in there a pair of Berghaus hiking boots that um, were clearly secondhand, but had an incredible amount of life left in them. Mm. Um, and they were a size 10, 10 and a half. And I just thought, what are the chances of someone coming into this shop who needs a pair of hiking boots size ten and a half? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas people who contact me, you know, it, what I what I cover, the kit that I've got is very specific, tailored to very specific needs of the the people who are the recipients from Kit Squad, mm-hmm. and so it, it's kind of like a tailored recycling or re- reusing or reusing scheme. Yeah. that I have so it doesn't it doesn't go and sit in a in a gen, generic shop um and for months until somebody happens to come across or maybe transferred to a different shop or how it works with those shops now this isn't me saying don't support the local charity shops because all charities yeah, no, we're not saying moment, that that's not what we're saying uh, yeah yeah all charities um across the board um uh, are really struggling because you know everyone's being battered at the moment with the economic crisis that's going on in the uk um and chari- all charities need support now more than ever so i'm not saying don't support your local charity shop but we are providing a service that's very specific um that keeps the gear in the field which it was initially designed for yeah so. it's almost like i can picture you know like a, a, a mountain warehouse shop or a go outdoors shop that's just purely this secondhand stuff and people can just go and go in there and take what they need and just that that kind of community feel which is which is what I absolutely love about the outdoor community I love being able to go for a, a hike and everyone says hello everyone stops and chats to you and it's such a community spirit no matter who sort of you know who you are where you are it's once you're up on a mountain 
it's such a or when you're out for a hike or kayaking or something it's there's such a different feel to the community and I love that the sort of that community spirit is being brought to what you do yeah 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 there there is a real community spirit and and I see that and I embrace it every time there's a knock at the door and it's another parcel Mm. um there really there really is um a good community spirit and the feedback I get from the people who receive them is really encouraging as well um but in all fairness I having been out in the mountains a lot myself um the the community the outdoor community generally is a really encouraging supportive positive one Mm. um I can remember taking my son up Snowden for the first time on his eighth birthday um and he carried a charity bucket all the way up and raised raised a thousand pounds for a local charity um but everybody stopped him spoke to him Mm -hmm. encouraged him said he's not far keep going um you know and it's just that symbolizes really what the outdoor community is about yeah absolutely I remember I was walking down Snowdon with my my one who was about he must have been four at the time and he had arms full of slates because he loves rocks and things so I was like put the slate down and he fell over and I'm not I'm not kidding it was probably like not even a centimetre little scrape and the noise that he was making you'd think he'd broken his leg and everybody on the way past was stopping oh my god you need first aid do we need you to call do we need to call someone no literally he's fine but it made me feel so reassured that no one was walking past me. Whereas if you were in a high street and you fell over, yeah, ninety nine percent of the people would, you know, bystander apathy, isn't it? They just keep walking. Yeah, yeah. So there is that different feel. And what you're saying about the charity shops, I, I completely relate as well because I went into a charity shop yesterday and I picked up a pair of Timberland um, walking trousers and I got them because I really struggle to find walking trousers that fit me. And this is another yeah. conversation, but outdoor gear is not designed for people who, you know, plus size bodies. Um, so yeah. I, I found these walking trousers, they fit, but they were still 20 quid. And yeah. that's not affordable for a lot of people. It's not. It's not, I mean, these birdhouse boots are £20. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, I got I got chatting to the, the lady um, who was, I don't think she was manager of the shop, but I think she was in charge on that day. And I was explaining what I, what I do. And she said, oh, we'll, we'll sell them to you for a tenner. And I was like, you know, I just don't have the funds to buy it. Mm. Um, you know, Kit Squad doesn't have the funds to, to buy it. And I don't need to buy it because I've got racks full of boots at home. Yeah. Um, you know, so... I do wonder if they're still there and maybe <laughs> we'll go back one day and see if they're still there. I might offer her a fiver, you know, mm-hmm. she might take them. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I do find that um, it's just the cost of living is just so expensive. And I think unless you've been in that situation, mm-hmm. whereas I've been in a situation um, when, um you know, you hear these stories about um, DWP. I don't want to get too political now, but DWTP sort of um, putting restrictions on benefits and freezing benefits, blah blah blah. Well, I've been in that situation, and um, uh, and they backdated. But for for eight weeks, we had no benefits coming in at all. Um, single mum, so we we ended up literally we had no. We're oil and gas here because they're very rural. And I've just moved into a new house with an empty tank. Uh, so we had no heating, no hot water. Um, we were using a food bank. Um, um, they kept telling me to get an emergency loan, which I refused to do because I refused to go into debt. And I think, well, I don't need to get an emergency loan because I'm entitled to this, but you're withholding it. 
Um, anyway, so it took eight weeks to sort out. Then they backdated the payments, um, which was nice, but not when I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to actually go into a charity shop and see a pair of waterproof trousers or a pair of boots for 20 quid, you know, I was using 20 quid to feed a family of three for a week. Yeah, exactly. And there's and lots I'm... of people who were similar, isn't it, at the minute, especially. So, yeah, I always think that charity shops have, have definitely increased their prices too. You used to be able to go in and get, you know, a pair of jeans yeah. for a pound, whereas you can't now. <laughs> so No, no. Yeah. And it, it's a real shame because there's a lot of high street stores that, um, that are very cheap. Um, you know, you look at places like Primark, mm-hmm. it might be cheaper to buy T-shirts from Primark than to go into a charity shop and buy them there, which mm-hmm. is a, a real shame because you're buying you, which is for in, in terms of the environmental aspect of it, you know, there's so much second-hand gear out there that needs to be made available to yeah. people. Absolutely. I think there are there are sort of companies sort of pushing forward. I know I read on Twitter the other day, there was someone that sent their, um, they had a rip in their Patagonia hiking coat. They sent it to Patagonia, they repaired it for free and sent it back. And I think that's just so encouraging to read things like that, um, encouraging people, but not encouraging people to sort of reuse and repair, but then not expecting them to have to find the money to do so. Yeah. Which, which is encouraging. Yeah. very encouraging. Um, I think Patagonia is possibly leading one of the the leading companies in terms of recognizing the impact on the environment Mm. um you know what what they've done in terms of um their share prices and selling of stock and you know getting their old gear back in and repurposing it and getting it sent it back out it's pioneering um Mm. and you know it's just not about the money um you know they they've got their head screwed on i applaud them for that yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know. Yeah, I've, I've, when I went to the Kendall Mountain Festival, um, it back in November, it was, it surprised me actually the amount of, um, stands in, at the base camp that were offering repair services for their, for their kit. And, and I thought that was, that was brilliant. It's something I've not seen before. Um, you know, you don't walk into Mount, again, I'm using Mountain Warehouse because it's where I go all the time, but, you know, um, you don't walk into there and they they don't have a kit repair service in the high street store, do they? It's no. a, it's a constant sale to encourage people to get in and buy more. Um, yeah. Whereas c- could they not pave the way these, these brands not pave the way for high street stores by having an in-store free repair service for their kit. Yeah. Just putting yeah. it out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll listen to that. Think, oh. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, um, it's, yeah, I think it's something that needs to be, it can't just be the the you know the expensive well-known hiking brands and stuff that you know that do this kind of service it can't be you, you shouldn't have to go to a festival to have to get your kit prepared you should be able to just walk in somewhere and yeah definitely get it done yeah i think i think um <laughs> generally we as a society our attitudes are changing i mean my my children are 14 and 15 so um life for them at the moment is very much influenced by trends and stuff and trends and stuff that as a 47 year old mum I don't really understand if I'm honest um but my son he's he's very keen if he says he wants a new product in terms of something that he 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 wants to own it and he doesn't own it currently he always says look on Facebook Marketplace, look on eBay, because one, it's cheaper. And he just says, I just don't need to have it new. Yeah. 
Um, and when I was that age, the thought of going into a charity shop and wearing secondhand clothes was the most, hor- yeah. oh, it was the most horrendous, abusive <laughs> thing you could subject a child to. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, um, he he's he's pinpointing me and steering steering me in that direction, and I do think I mean he's just one one fourteen year old kid, but I do think that attitude is reflected more in our younger generation, mm. more so now than it ever has been before. Definitely, I mean my two are only seven and six, but they absolutely love going into a charity shop and raiding, you know, raiding the toy basket or having a look at the clothes. And yeah. <clears throat> I've got apart from some of their you know their their boots and their their coats that we've got for um you know for when we do like winter hiking and stuff um I've got so much of their stuff from charity shops because it's just it's good condition good clothes so yeah. why not you know same for me I love um I call them disgusting fleeces you know like just really like 1980s ski resort vibe kind of fleeces and that the charity shops are the best place to get those kind of things yeah 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 um so my daughter's going to munich next month uh with the school and uh, as you know munich in february can be very cold um excusing me and my dog barking in the background no that's absolutely fine we we encourage dogs (laughs) background (laughs) and um um and she she went into this charity shop and she found this fleece um and and I swear it's like something straight out of the nineteen eighties. It's like something I would have worn. Um, it, it's just so retro, and she loves it. Absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. And I said, "Yeah, go for it." You know, um, and it's perfect for a trip to Munich. And it and it was, I think it was only about a fiver. Um, but to buy, uh, it's a decent quality fleece as well. To buy one brand new would have been significantly more expensive. But I think she loves it in the fact that nobody else is going to be wearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Vintage, isn't it? Vintage, yeah. <laughs> well, she calls it retro. Ah, is that the new term? Okay. I, who knows? <laughs> Can't keep up. So if people want to, if, if say, you know, I do have quite a lot of listeners who are sort of outdoorsy, hikers, climbers, adventurers, what can they send you what kit do you look for what ages what sizes what what's what's on your list right we cover any age um so children adult um and the three main areas that we cover are hiking wild camping and wild swimming okay um and so if you think of anything within that list um that anything within those three that you would need to enable you to um participate um then that yeah that that's what we need our most requested items are hiking boots waterproofs and uh rucksacks mm-hmm. um those are our most requested items but we will take um anything literally anything you needed for those three activities um so it goes all the way from first aid kits um to woolly hats uh compasses to um uh base layers you know and, and anything in between uh we will we will accommodate those i do um occasionally get requests for more obscure stuff um that come in and i do have a list of um other companies like myself who who, take, who cater for more specific sports like skiing yeah um so um I do get a lot of requests for for ski gear, but I just don't have the the facilities or the time um, to branch out into ski wear. But there are companies out there that that will support low income 
and yeah. providing ski wear. But I also say to people, if I don't have it in stock, I said, ask on your local community pages because the chances are somebody's got one at the back of the wardrobe that they're not using and just think, yeah, do you, know you can have it. Yeah, from a ski um, trip 20 years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing with skiing is to buy the ski wear is very expensive and the actual for the amount of time that you use it for um it's very limited uh, you know unless you live in a ski resort and that's yeah. where you, you know or you have access to ski fields um a lot of the time most people would only ski for one or two weeks of the year mm-hmm. um, and we'll have that gear just sat at home so i always say if i haven't got it in stock ask on your local pages the chances are there'll be somebody who has got it who who can support you so if somebody wants to donate then how do they how do they how do they do that so it, I live in Shropshire. Um, it's just me. So unless they're local, I can't come and pick it up. So they can post it. The address is on the website. Okay. Um, so uh, currently I do have a storage unit that I work out of, but I'm not there all the time. Um, but I do have uh, facilities at home that can accommodate uh, parcels being delivered. So I always get the parcels delivered to my home address, which is on the website. Okay. Um, so uh that's that's how they can do it um i do have various events that i do attend that where i can facilitate a collection point so one of them is the national outdoor expo i'll be there too i'll come and say oh, there you that. go there you go <laughs> uh so yeah so that's in march um I'll, i've got to stand there and i'll be uh, facilitating a drop-off point brilliant uh for gear well that's that that's I think that's such a such a perfect place for it it's all it's a captive captive audience really isn't it of of those those people who will have that kit to donate so I think that's absolutely brilliant and if if again if people want to if people are sitting listening to this and thinking oh I'd really like a a hiking coat for my kid how do they how do they do that right so um I I have a form on my website that I request that people complete so my criteria for being uh, eligible for support from Kit Squad is that you must be in receipt of means-tested benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is universal credit, tax credits, income support. Um, so as long as the benefit is means-tested um, and you can provide evidence of that, um, then then if we've got the gear in, we'll, we'll send it to you. Um it's everything we do is completely confidential. In fact, Kit Squad at the moment is just me. Um, so it, all of your uh, personal data and information doesn't go beyond me. Um, it, it, it's not shared with anybody. It's not shared outside the group. Um, it's not so. It's not shared outside Kit Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all completely confidential, and it all stays to me. So um, you can uh, request Kit via the form on the website um and i was finding before because people were requesting kit via email facebook messenger whatsapp they people were ringing me and i was just getting so bogged down um (laughs) with sort of messages coming in from all directions that now i just have a standard form um a generic form and everybody completes that form and then it comes through to me and it's logged Mm um logged with, with me so there is one other way that kit can be requested um and if i say this to people who are maybe scout leaders or duke benefit managers um if you've got people um in your in your group who you know are low income and you're happy to vouch for that you can request gear on their behalf okay. um 
And so I, I will literally just liaise with that with that leader or that manager um, and will have no knowledge of who that person is. Mm-hmm. So literally they tell me what they need, sizes if it's appropriate, um, and then I'll send it direct to the to the uh, group leader or the group manager. Yeah. Um, so that is an option. But I always say to um, the Skype, Skype leaders, for example, or it could be a youth leader, a DV manager, I always say to him that, you know, I'm happy for you to advocate on behalf of someone, but also it's really important that you tell all of your service users about Kit Squad because they may come to me directly yeah. because I'm I'm the faceless person at the end of an email and there's only one thing worse than being absolutely skinned and that's having to admit to somebody else that you're absolutely skinned. And so they may not tell you that they're skinned, but they may tell me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> So there's a couple of ways that people can get support. One is uh, you can advocate on behalf of somebody if you're happy um, and confident that that person meets the criteria for Kit Squad, um, or you can apply directly yourself. I was literally just thinking about what you've just said about being, you know, admitting that you're skint because there's been times in my life over the last few years, um, you know, single mum doing a degree during a pandemic, all this kind of thing, when I've needed to use a food bank and stuff, but I've been too embarrassed to do so. Now mm-hmm. I'm like sod it if that's what I need I would do that um and also I want to just say to people that just because you're requesting kit from you there's nothing to be ashamed of for that because you're also contributing to the environment as well there's a huge element of it it's not just going to you know it's not just coming to you and saying oh I'm really struggling I really need some kit which is hugely important you're also not going out and buying something brand new from the high street for 20 30 40 quid you're not contributing yeah. to that the impact that we're having so there's two sides to it i think definitely and yeah it's just i mean the value to the environment can't be underestimated and i'm just a really tiny little peg in a, in a massive wheel but if everybody has their own little peg the wheel is just going to keep rolling um you know so it's the little bits that you can do what you try to do to to support the environment so i think it's probably also important to say um because i i refer to it as outdoor adventure gear and i just i just wanted to to highlight the word adventure Mm -hmm. um because i've had people have said to me that they assume that kit squad supports like big expeditions and big adventures (laughs) yeah um you know, and so my my probably the most extreme expedition that I've supported is I've got a sleeping bag to the top of Kilimanjaro, oh, wow. which I was quite quite pleased about. Um, and then at the other end of the scale, you've got somebody who just wants to take the dog for a walk, and yeah. not and not get wet feet. Um, you know, <laughs> and in anywhere in between, we we will support you. Um, so literally, if it's just a, a walk to the park with the kids at the weekend, and you want waterproof coats, um, or if it's a big, huge expedition, overseas expedition, um, you know. So in terms of adventures, adventures can happen right outside your front door. Um, so if it's something that you feel, um that you shouldn't apply for because it's not really an adventure, but it impacts on your mental well-being and your physical health and it gets you outdoors. To me, that's an adventure and Mm -hmm. that's what we're here to support. 
Absolutely. I think um, I read a, a, a statistic the other day from the Mental Health Foundation report um, that said, I think it was something like 48% of adults reported feeling mental health benefits of being outside in nature during the COVID pandemic. And as you said, adventure is so subjective. This is something we talk about a lot. I think it comes up in like most of my episodes that it's so subjective. So for, for me, you know, mountaineering is an adventure. That's what I love. Yeah. But for someone, say, you know, some some of the other mums at school, for example, going to the park with the kids at the weekend is an adventure. To be honest, for me, doing that's an adventure, too, because you can find it anywhere. And I think that's yeah. the thing. People hear the word adventure and go, oh, oh no, that's not for me. Whereas yeah. you know, me taking the kids to the beach fossil hunting is an adventure. Yeah. They love it. They absolutely love it. Well, one thing I do want to um, ask before you leave is you've said this is like a, a one man band, if you like. And I'm just wondering in terms of like your funding and stuff. So, so I run it voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get no, um, financial funding from Kids Squad. So it's all mm-hmm. done voluntarily. Uh, we are purely reliant on donations. Um, and I've just had a big drive, um, to try and boost those donations coming in. And the reason why is every month so far I've subsidized Kids Squad out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really difficult to do when you survive on £60, £69 a week carer's allowance. Yeah. Um, and it's just got to the point where I've just sat down and looked at the Psalms and I just thought, uh, without subsidising Kit Squad, I'm struggling to keep my head above uh, above water. And so I just can't continue to sustain it. Um, so I put a big request out and I've had a few people step up and we've had a few donations come in. Um, so if anybody is aware of any grants that we can apply for, um, or is willing to support us financially, um, uh, please come and have a look at the website, uh, kitsquad.co.uk or find us on Facebook or Instagram. And there's, there's plenty of information on there on what you can do to support Kitsquad financially to keep it running because it's, 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 it's kind of a double-edged sword really because I want um, to help as many people as I can, but I've been very reserved in marketing Kit Squad because I don't have the funds mm-hmm. for it to be expanded. Yeah. Um, and so, if I if I had the funding there, then we could reach out and support so many more people. Um, but without the funding there, it's just it's just not an option to do that. And actually, our overheads are relative. Um, to some companies are actually really quite low. So at the moment, our, our overheads average between £500 and £1,000 a, a month, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a huge, huge amount. Um, but when when you beg, borrow and stealing, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it seems like a lot. And it's the stress as well. You want to help people and you want to sort of, you know, make as, as bigger impact as possible. But the stress on yourself must be quite a lot as well. It, it, it is. Um, but I'm I'm very I'm one of these people that it's you know if it's beyond your control yeah. it's not you know there's only so much you can worry about to be honest mm-hmm. um, and I I can only do um, what the parameters allow me to do I can only work within those parameters and so you know that's fine and I try not to get too stressed out about it about things that are out of my control um, but I do find I'm spending a lot of time writing grant applications mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. and, and and asking for some support. 
Well, I'm hoping that's that's exactly why I wanted to hear to to speak to you because I think it's so important what you're doing. I've I've been in that place, you know, where I've struggled a hell of a lot with my kids and stuff, and I want to get outside and enjoy the the world. And I want as many people as possible to experience that. I want as many experience as many pop as many people as possible to get out and feel the benefits of nature of the benefits of nature. I don't know why I can't talk today. Um, it's just as simple as getting out in the rain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it is, um, and it's and it's simply what Kit Squad is about. Um, we're the only nationwide scheme that offers support in this way, um, and we cater for anybody and everybody who is late, low income. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let let's get on and get helping as many people as we can. Brilliant. I'm just going to pause. We've got like two minutes left. Is that is that have you covered everything you want to cover? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Right. Well, I'll cut. I'll cut back in. Well, on that note, I think that's a perfect place to end. I think, I think, I just want to say, I know you said you don't take praise very well, but I think what you're doing is so inspirational and it's so, just carry on. Yeah. We're going to support. That's why we're doing this podcast is to try and get as much support for you as possible because it is such a, a worthy cause. So thank you for what you're doing. I know you don't oh. think, you, have to, you know, you say you're, there, you're only the middleman, but much more than that. So. Oh, thank you. It's nice to hear. Thank you. No, and thank you. Keep going. Um, and thank you very much for, for coming and chatting to me. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. Thank you. When I discovered Kit Squad on Instagram, I knew it was something I wanted to learn more about. So to be able to meet the person behind Kit Squad and have this conversation was a great opportunity. I find Fran totally inspirational. She's taken her own situation, a situation that a lot of us are experiencing at the moment, and has turned it into a positive and improving access to the outdoors for so many people. If you can help Kit Squad in any way by donating outdoor gear or funds to help keep the operation afloat, visit the website kitsquad.co.uk or find them on Instagram. I'm going to end this time with a quote from a novel called Second Glance by the author Jodie Pickled. Heroes didn't leap tall buildings or stop bullets with an outstretched hand. They didn't wear boots and capes. They bled and they bruised and their superpowers were as simple as listening or loving. Heroes were ordinary people who knew that even if their own lives were impossibly knotted, they could untangle someone else's. And maybe that one act could lead someone to rescue you right back. I'm Charlie and this has been Mountain Conversations.